kids are dismissed. Psalm 35, verse 18. together God's word this morning. Look what the Bible says there in Psalm chapter 35 and verse 18. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this short verse. But, Lord, it is a verse that has a lot into it. Help us to be thankful, Lord. Help us to be grateful. Help us to express thank, thanks to those who do good to us and to you, Lord, every day. Help us to be grateful for our salvation, grateful for your blessings, for your goodness, and grateful, Lord, when you say no to us. Sometimes, Lord, we need to hear no. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, we've been touching the subject of thankfulness or gratefulness this, uh, this month of November. And uh, I said, well, should I go to Christmas message or should I go to a thankful message? So, well, I'm just going to finish the month of November on gratitude and, take, and thankfulness. I think that uh, we live in a society that is very ungrateful, uh, a society that is about me, uh, I need, I want, uh, I have to have it. And uh, it, when they don't have it, we see how much they cry and how much they, they make fuss at things. And we see this in, even in our, in our own capital uh, city here or even in our, in our country, capital in Washington, D.C., we see all those people always crying. When they, don't, when they have what they want, they're content. But as soon as something gets cut from them, they're the first ones to go and cry out. So we live in a society today that is very, very ungrateful. Very ungrateful. And the more we have, the more we want. Listen, don't buy what you cannot afford. The average American people is, has credit card debt in about $50,000. That is buying what you cannot afford. We have to, we have to, Leave, live within our means. But uh, let's learn this morning, why should I express thankfulness? Why should I, as a human being, why should I express thankfulness? Do I have anything in life to say I'm thankful? Or should I, should, uh, should I say I'm not thankful? I mean, every one of us here have a different stage of life. You know, everybody have different problems, different issues of life. And when we, if we sit all together, can we say, I am thankful for this and this and this? I believe we have more things to be thankful than things that we say, I'm not thankful. But Thanksgiving is a wonderful holiday. You believe that? It's a great holiday. Thanksgiving is a time where so many people travel. I mean, actually in America, is one of the most traveled times of the year. Uh, I don't like to travel at Thanksgiving if I don't have to especially I'm talking about flying. The highways are packed with cars. Uh, a time where families sit and, and uh, at a table across this land eating their favorite meal. Think about families, friends, 
uh, neighbors, all kinds of people. You do different ways, different things. But people do get together. All the tradition of Thanksgiving and family gatherings at this time of the, of the year is wonderful. But we must keep in mind that Thanksgiving is intended to be much more than just sit down and have a meal together. You follow that? Thanksgiving is more than just have turkey and him and Portuguese stuffing, which is good. <laughs> but it's more than that. It's got to be more than that. Thanksgiving is intended to be a time where we take a side to give thanks to the Lord for his blessings and his goodness in our lives. I mean, did you give thanks to the Lord? I mean, I'm not saying, I've just put it out. Did you give thanks to the Lord that you actually uh, live in a free country? Did you give thanks to the Lord that you are saved, a child of God? Did you give thanks to the Lord? Do you remember to give thanks to the Lord that you are healthy? Did you give thanks to the Lord that you had a meal to eat? You see, we have so much to be grateful for than besides sitting at a table and say, all of my family and friends in here, we're grateful. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But there's more to be grateful to the Lord than just that. How many, how many countries in the world there's no peace right now? How many countries in the world people are hiring, hiding themselves because of fear of dying? Here we are in America free. Going to the store and getting turkeys and hams and thinking about buying gifts for Christmas. That's freedom. We should express that to the Lord and say, thank you, Lord. I live in a free country, even though our politics, so many, many of them are, much, are, are so corrupt. But still, we live in a free country. Look what it says, in, actually, go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, because we need to hear these words from the Word of God. It's very, very specific what God says. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, and look what the Lord says there in that particular verse. It says, in, let's read this out loud together. In everything give thanks, look what it says, for this is what? The will of God in Christ Jesus concerning whom? You. The Bible says in everything. You had a coffee this morning? Did you thank the Lord for it? What about that donut or munchkin? Thank you, Lord, for this munchkin. There's a lot of sugar, but I love it. <laughs> you know, that's what we do. You know, when you eat a donut, okay, people are going to stop eating donuts after I say this. <laughs> but when you eat a donut, your body doesn't say, ah, oh, nice donut. Your body says, sugar. <laughs> Of all the sugar. But anyway, uh, the Bible says, In everything give thanks to the Lord, for this is the will of God. So it is God's will that we are to, for us to be grateful and express thankfulness. So let's look at this from several points this morning. Why are we to give thanks unto the Lord? Number one, it pleases the Lord. Look there in our verse, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Folks, there's a lot of people with ungrateful hearts in our world. The only person that they give thanks many times is themselves. They pat themselves in the back and, and congratulate themselves about the achievements. Listen, nothing wrong about achievements, nothing wrong about success, nothing wrong about that. There's one man in the Bible very successful, was Abraham. And many others in the Bible. David, another person too. Solomon. You know, they're people that are very successful. Very successful. But let me put it this way. Don't pat yourself in the back. Say, thank you, Lord, for allowing me this. I'm just a steward of you, what you've given me. You follow that? 
If you have $5 million in the bank, I hope you do, or if you have $3 in the bank, you're still a steward of God's, what God will give you. So we give thanks to the Lord. Many people pat themselves in the back. They are too arrogant, too boastful, too prideful to acknowledge that it is a God who allows those things to happen to them. You know, you know something? You know I don't believe in luck. There's no such thing as luck. Oh, that was, that was all luck. No, no, that is God's providential thing. God does those things. Now it's no luck. There's no show be luck in the, in the mouth of the child of God. It's God taking care of us. That's what it is. Listen, nothing brings more joy to the heart of God than when His children give thanks to Him. Listen, folks, thankfulness only comes from a... This thing is scratching me. From a grateful heart. If we are grateful, if we are thankful, we express it to the Lord and we express it to people. Say thank you to people as well. See, the Lord delights when we appreciate Him enough to render our thanks to Him. There must be an attitude of thanksgiving in the heart of Christian. Listen, I like the way things are designed. Okay, we're going from, I like in our church, we have our, our missions conference in October, then we march to Thanksgiving in November. And from November, we come into Christmas. Isn't that nice? Because Thanksgiving, we prepare our hearts not only to give thanks to God, but be, to be grateful for when we receive those gifts at Christmas time. Thank you. That was nice thought of you thinking of me. Isn't it? Don't be like my mom. That's a cheap gift. <laughs> my mom <laughs> was, was known as a, we love mom. So, mom, you don't know how much money is. That's cheap. <laughs> Mom, you got to be grateful. If you're going to buy me something, you got to buy me something that is nice. Mom, it's nice. <laughs> so I learned, you know, I learned. Just give her the money, let her go buy. <laughs> and she would never buy anything. But anyway, folks, if we're going to be sincere with ourselves, we will come to the conclusion that all of us must be thankful this morning for something. Are you thankful for something this morning? All right, all right okay, I don't know. Are you thankful for something this morning? Even if the only thing you have is God, we should be thankful for Him. God is good. So the very fact that, fact that we are saved, that heaven is our eternal home, should be the reason for us to be thankful and to express thankfulness to the God, to God every day. I know that I'm not, I'm not going to experience the fires of hell for all eternity. I'm going to heaven to be with all the other saints of the Lord and with the Lord himself. Just, if, if this is just your reason, that, that's a reason to be grateful. God has done so much for us that we, should, we, should, we can never repay him. Look what he does. He sustains us in the face of the earth. He provides the jobs that we have. He provides intellectual, the intellect that you have in your mind, in your head. He provides a home where we live, whatever home you have. He keeps us healthy. He gives you a church to worship with other believers. I can go on and on and on. God is good, folks. Folks, if we're going to be sincere with ourselves, we have so much to be thankful for. The least we can do is to, is to bow our heads before Him and be thankful to Him. 
Brother Tom was expressing about if we understand the holiness of God. You think we're going to walk in heaven someday and we're going to high-five the Lord? I doubt it. You wonder what the Bible says in Philippians that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of the Father. You know what's going to happen there? We're going to, we're going to have this reverent fear for who He is, a holy God. Who am I? He is everything. The very fact that he opens the gate of heaven to let me in should be everything just to praise him and serve him and sing to him every single day and say, God, you're so good to me. He is good. No denying is not good. God is good. If we're going to be sincere with ourselves, let me tell you, if the only thing we have is God, then let's be grateful for that because, it's good, because God is good. Now, thankfulness is the opposite of complaining. And unfortunately, we have people, many people, that do more complaining than expressing gra gratitude. Actually, the Bible gives us an example of people that did more complaining than expressing gratitude. And the result of it. You see, during the exodus out of Egypt, the children of Israel did exactly that. The Lord did so much for the children of Israel. Beginning right in Egypt, they were for, listen to they were in Egypt for 400 years in bondage. And God sent his men down there. God set them free. They saw all the plagues of Egypt. They saw the power of God in Egypt. They saw how powerful God is. And they saw their very eyes. They went to the desert. And guess what? God took care of them every single day. And what they did? They complained. They complained. They complained. They complained. To a point that God said, your carcass will be in this desert. You will not see the promised land. God was done with them. And Moses says, I have to say, Lord, that's your people down there, not my people. Even God says, your people, Moses, uh, is sending against me down there. And Moses said, no, 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 that's your people, Lord. God was so done with them for their complaining. Listen, a complaining heart is not a grateful heart. Far from that. Listen, a complaining heart is not a grateful heart. We need to complain less and be more thankful. There's so much to be thankful for. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what the Lord did for the children of Israel and how much they complained? It's like you and me. Can you imagine, like, let's say you, and you do so much good for this person, that person, that person. And in return, they don't say thank you. They complain that you didn't do good enough. After a while, how are you going to react? You say, I'm done with you. I mean, you, you wouldn't even last as much God last. You know, you know I'm, I'm not using the right words here. Uh, you, you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't keep on doing it the, uh, the, the way God did it for so many years. About a week or two, you say, I'm done with you. Ungrateful. <laughs> okay, so let's look at this. Why should I express thankfulness? Number two. Number one is it pleases the Lord. Number two, it demonstrates our gratitude. Go to Luke chapter 17. I want you to see a passage there, which is, you know, in Jesus' ministry. In Luke 17, 11, we're going to pick up there. I want you to see a passage there. There is very, we can see really right there, thankfulness and ungratitude. 
All right, look what it says in verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem and he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, they, they met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lift up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priest. And it come to pass, and it came to pass that as they went, don't miss that, they were cleansed. And, that, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and went and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down at his, uh, at his face and his feet, giving him, who's him? Jesus, thanks. And he was a Samaritan. You follow that? A half-breed Jew. Okay? And Jesus answering said, Where there are not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? They were not found to return and give glory to God, save this, this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith, and made thee whole. Letter A, ten men's action right here. All those guys were in need, correct? All those men had had a disease that you and I don't want to have. They were dying of leprosy. They know the need. They saw the master in town. What they did, he can heal us. They went. And you know what? In their way to the priest, that was an Old Testament thing, okay? The priest had no way to cure them. Jesus did. They got cured. Ten men were cleansed. One returned. Why did he return? Gratitude. Gratitude. What happened to the other nine? They never came back. You see gratitude and unthankfulness? You see it right here. Those men's action, they came to Jesus when they need. See, people, when they need, many people do that. When they need, they know where to find help. Isn't that our world? They know exactly where to find you. So and so, so and so, so and so. They know exactly where to find you. When their bellies are full, so to speak, whatever it is they need, many of them don't come back. But some do. Ten men's response, number one, their nine don't return. See this in verse 17. Number two, one returns. So we see right here, two, ex two extremes right here. We see nine men, very ungrateful. We see one that realizes something wonderful is done to him. You see what happens here? Gratitude on thankfulness. Let me tell you this, folks. This goes, this goes with the wave of our society. There are people that they believe that they're supposed to be served. They're supposed to be given to them. Everything has to be given in a platter to them because they deserve. So when somebody gives something to them, there's no thank you. Because they deserve anyway. They're entitled. They feel like they're entitled to something. So they don't say thank you. But there's always one that goes and says thank you. Thankfulness is a good word in the mouth of people, towards God and towards people. Thank you. Thank you for opening the door. Thank you for that coffee. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. 
It's a good thing to do. So, how, how should we express thankfulness? So, number one, it pleases the Lord to demonstrate our gratitude. Number two, number three, it provokes others. Go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. It provokes others. When we act right, when we live right, when we express thankfulness, even our kids will imitate us. You keep saying thank you around your house and see what happens. Your kids are going to say, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Mommy. Thank you, Aunt. Look, it provokes. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. So I do not mean to provoke in a bad sense uh, uh, here in the verse. The word provoke in this verse has the idea of enticing, of stirring up others to do what is right. When you are thankful, it is contagious. It will catch, others will catch it up. You know, you got what I'm saying? When we are grateful and thankful, and when we express it with our mouth, others catch it. You can you go to listen, you go to workplace tomorrow and you keep saying, Thank you, Lord. You do a job, you do it this. Thank you, Lord. You see what's gonna happen. Before you know somebody's gonna say thank you too. You say, Oh, it never happened. Never say no. Never say no. The more we say thank you to other people, the more it's gonna get it, people catch it. Because if you say, Oh, thank you for this, oh thank you for that, guess what? In return, eventually they're gonna say, Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Everything that I do in my workplace, I say thank you to people. I do. You know when I help them, you know what they say? Thank you. But even if they never say thank you, just say thank you. <laughs> say thank you because that's when our, it provokes others to do that. So thankfulness is not something that you and I are born with, but something that we learn to be. The more we see the goodness of God in our lives, the more we express gratitude to Him, the more contagious it comes to other people. So why do we, uh, we have to give thanks to the Lord? It pleases the Lord. It demonstrates our gratitude. It provokes others. And number four, it produces contentment. Go to Psalm 100. Go to Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5. It produces contentment. Are you content or are you dissatisfied? We live in a society that's very discontent. You wonder why you so much credit card debt in our world? Because they're discontent. Oh, I need a pair of sneakers. Well, you have a lot of 50 pairs in your, you know, your closet, but I need that one. You don't. You just want them. Can you afford it? If you cannot, don't buy it. Look, it produces contentment. Look what it says in Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates. What gates? The church house with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Now look what it says and bless his, his name. For the Lord what? Look what it says. Is good as mercy is everlasting as truth enduring to all generations. And if you go to Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 it says and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To the which also ye are called into one body, and be ye thankful. So it produces contentment. 
Listen, this is one conversation of old, and I express this many times here. I used to say, my mom was, a lot of times when I already can tell, my mom's in heaven with the Lord. Love my mom. Don't, don't think that I'm trying to tear my mom down. I love my mother. Actually, Thanksgiving, it was very hard on me because here he has my family there. My daughter's there. After nine years, my daughter, that's the first time in nine years my daughter spent Thanksgiving with us. But in the midst of that, the joy to see grandkids and my daughter there and the family, and it will hit you. Mom was not there. And your heart just, <clears throat> and it was hard. See, I don't, I love my mom. I always did love my mom. But I tell you, my mom is one thing. Sometimes she would complain so much. And I used to say, Mom, there are many people that have a lot less than you. There are people that have a lot more than you. Be content right here where you are. You got everything you need. That's a message for all of us. We have to learn to be content. Oh, but so and so have this, so and so have that. So what? Look what you have. Be content. And in the end of the day, say, Lord, thank you, Lord. You're so good to me. The Bible has a great deal to say about contentment, being satisfied with what we have, who we are, and where we're going. Listen, what do you have? Who are you? A Christian, a child of the king. Where are you going? You see? We have everything to be content. But you don't understand. I drive this old junky car. I need a new car, and I can't afford it. All right, drive the junky car. Better than drive a bicycle, especially in the cold day. Or walk. Like now, my brother-in-law he has a car, but he drives a bicycle to work. And my sister has nightmares about it. And uh, I said, "Why do you drive a bicycle to work?" Oh, because I need the exercise. He's sixty years old. <laughs> like, I look at things I get to work. Hour and a half. I'm like, "Oh, you're crazy." <laughs> so he's coming home on second shift on one thirty in the morning, driving a bicycle. I was like, "Okay," but anyway, that's not to do with the message. Just came to my mind. <laughs> oh, so Jesus is telling us to be content. Where we are, learn to be content. Why should express thankfulness? You know, we learn to be content in the Lord. Where we are, listen. What is contentment? Learn, listen. To this. Contentment is a satisfaction with God's sufficient provision. You don't need anything else. You are satisfied with all that God has entrusted you, and you are steward what God has given you. That goes against the flow of our culture. Contentment means that means to rest in what we already have and seek nothing more. When was the last time you said, I had enough, I'm satisfied? All right. So you just had two cups of coffee. All right. You're full of coffee. Then I come in and say, I come in, let's say, with a wonderful big latte, large latte. Hey, I have this for you. He goes like, ah, oh, I can't do it anymore. I'm full. You know what you say? I'm satisfied. Nothing fits in. See, that's, that's about contentment. I'm fully satisfied in the Lord. You know, if you give me something I'm grateful for, but otherwise, if I don't have it, then I'm fine too. That's contentment. You see, it is a thirsty discontentment in our country that is unbelievable. Why people are so discontent? Listen, the TV does a good job at it. If you go to the Internet, it does a good job at it. Make you, they make you get thirsty and hungry for things that you really don't need. 
and it bombards you, bombard you with things. You know, you know, it's amazing. Right now, it's just cars, cars. You watch TV. There's so many cars. Well, I don't well, I want a car. I have one. They want to make you discontent, so you can go there and buy what you really don't need. Oh, but you know, it's December. You know, you know. Uh, old with, uh, uh, gone with the old and with the new. It's nice to go in a new year with a new car and a new car payment too, you know. <laughs> Can I afford it? You know, so, you see, is it this? And they put that in your mind. You have to be, you have to say to yourself, Lord, I'm content. Do you want me to have that? Or you want me to not, not to have that? Because otherwise, they'll grab you. And before you know, you're not content anymore. Then you think that you need this and need that. Be content where you are. You need a new car, go get a new car. You need a new bicycle, go get a new bicycle. But to say I need and you have, that's discontent. You must never be content with who we are, only with what we have. Godliness deals with, listen to this, godliness deals with who I am. Contentment deals with what I have. Godliness is being unsatisfied with my ultimate character in God. And contentment is being satisfied with all I possess in God. Together, they add up great. The latest global statistic shows that if one person has a roof over his head and a meal on his table, he's richer than 93% of the world's population. If a person wears a pair of shoes, he is richer than 75% of the, of the world's population. In the United States alone, listen to this, credit card uh, debt uh, uh, average more than $50,000 per household. And we still discontent. You see, contentment doesn't have to be because of money or great wealth. One can be in the worst of situations in life and still, to be, still be content and grateful. People say, oh, the American dream, I must be rich. You know how many rich people are very unhappy? How many of them have taken their lives? You figure like, you know, if I reach the peak of the mountain and get all the gold in this world, I'll be satisfied. No, it does not satisfy. It makes life easy in many ways but does not satisfy the hunger of the soul. In the other hand, you can be even sleeping on the street and be content. And the human mind does not understand that. Listen, it's a stage of the heart and the mind that says, Lord, I'm content where you put me. Oh, goodness. Look what it says, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Every man according to as he purposed in his heart, let him give, not gradually or necessity, for God love a cheerful giving. Why do we give? Because we're grateful. Why do we give? Because we want to be a blessing to someone. Someone asked you for $5. How many times you give, took a 10 and give them? Ever done that? You say, oh, no, I only need five, but I want to give you ten. Because you're grateful where you are, and you want to express your gratefulness towards others. 
Contentment is not something that, that you and I are born with. Contentment is something that we choose to be regardless of our circumstances. Jesus reminds us not to worry. Paul learned to be content. We can choose to be thankful and content uh, uh, to the Lord for what we have in Him. So, why are we going to, to give thanks to the Lord? Why should we give, uh, should express thanks, uh, thankfulness to the Lord? Number five, it portrays Jesus Christ. If you read or do study in the life of Christ, you will notice that Jesus was repeatedly expressed by thankfulness to the He expressed repeatedly thankfulness to His heavenly Father. Let me give you one verse. Luke chapter 10, verse 21 says, In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth. John eleven forty one says, Then, then they took, took away the stone from the place where the, the, the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee, for thou hast, hast heard me. You see, over and over again, we see Jesus in his humanity expressing gratitude and thankfulness to the Heavenly Father. Is that contagious? Are we followers of Jesus? Are we? Are you a follower of Jesus? So what should we do? We should be grateful people as well and express gratitude to those who do good to us. Think about how, many, how much goodness you would get throughout your day. You say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was so nice of you. What a very thoughtful. All these words. Don't you know they warms people's hearts? I gotta give you an example. I've done that, but maybe you do that. I don't know if you haven't done. But one time I I, I went to Dunkin' Donuts and I went to the express lane, you know, like the, the one that drive through. I call the express lane. <laughs> I went to get a coffee. And uh, when I got to the window, the lady said, give me the, uh, I give him my card, and, and she said, it's all paid for. And I said, I didn't pay. <laughs> I was so distracted. I said, I didn't pay. She said, the person in front of you pay for your bill. You know, I couldn't say thank you to the person. I said, thank you, Lord. It's not that I could not afford. It just... That little, little act, it warms your heart. The person who was in his heart to do something good to others, that person, I never met the person, never, even to this day. I had no idea if it was a man or a woman, a young kid. I have no idea who it was. I know the car took off. I didn't pay much attention, but you know what? It warmed my heart. I don't know if you do that or not, but there's many things we can do because when we do those things, we warm people's hearts. Acts. No. If in everything we give thanks to the Lord, are we warming people's hearts? I mean, God's heart? Yes. Because the Bible says in our text, it is the will of God. One time I was... I say this many times, and this always comes as a joke. Uh, but I'm in the restaurant, and the waitress or the waiter, whoever the person is, and in the end of the meal, uh, you know, sometimes when we're about to pay, I say, thank you. You are such a good cook. And, you know, they didn't cook anything. They just serve you the food. I can't say to the cook, thank you. He's not there. See, probably one goes in the kitchen and say, hey, that person over there said thank you for the food. 
But you see, it, it, it opens people's hearts. It makes us warm. See, when we have the I deserve this and I deserve that attitude, it becomes hard to be thankful. It becomes hard to say thank you to someone when we feel that we are entitled to those things. We live in a society full of so many people like that, people who are ungrateful and unthankful. When we expect too much from others, it becomes hard to be thankful to the Lord. We have to keep in mind that those of us who are Christians are God's representatives here on earth. Actually, the Bible tells us that we are ambassadors of Christ on earth. Then if we are ambassadors, we are to reflect that by the way we live and behave and what we do. And thankfulness is something that should be in our lips constantly, all the time. Jesus expressed thankfulness to the Father, so should we. I'm going to conclude with this today. Thankfulness is not something that we are born with. Listen, if you don't believe me, go see a bunch of kids together. I saw my grandkids, eight of them. I saw them. You know, like, you know, when the one takes possession of a toy, mine, don't you dare. You see the fire coming out of their eye? <laughs> it happens. You know, it's not even their toy, but it's like, <laughs> it's mine. And then goes the adult, oh, no, 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 just <laughs> because they're not, they're not grateful. We have to teach them. And the sad thing is, that, I mean, you know, put it like this, you know, they're kids. And you understand they're learning. But the sad thing is the adults that you are ungrateful. Mine. Don't you dare take it from me. This is mine. <laughs> oh, goodness. What about when you live in a household of people and, and you open the refrigerator and you take somebody's piece of pizza? Who ate my pizza? I'm like, I thought we share everything together in this house. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, let me conclude with this. Thankfulness is not something that we are born with. But our very nature, we are selfish people. To be thankful in everything and for everything, it is something that we must learn. Let us learn for, from the example of Jesus, how grateful he was to his heavenly Father. Let's learn to be grateful, to be thankful. Not just in some things, but in everything. In everything. You know, I'm grateful that you are listening to me this morning. I could have empty pews. I'm grateful for you. Grateful for the friendships I have here. I'm grateful for this church. I'm grateful for God. Grateful. We are to be grateful for those things. To be thankful is on everything and, in, and for everything is, is learning from the Lord Jesus, learning from God's word. If you do not... If you're not saved here this morning, let me tell you, or online, there's something you can have this morning so you can be grateful. It's salvation. Every Christian that I know, most of the time they say, I am so thankful that I am saved. That's one thing that comes out of their lips immediately. And you know who they are. I mean, you can go anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. When they express that, you go, that's a brother, that's a sister, because that expression comes right out. I am so grateful for my salvation. I'm so grateful that I am saved. I tell you what, why should I express thankfulness? Why should I? 
We have so much to be grateful for, don't we? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your heart. You want us, your will is for us to be grateful and to express thankfulness to you. Lord, you've given us so much, so many things. Help us, Lord, to remember those things. Not to feel like we are entitled to those things, but that we are grateful that you've given it to us. Lord, I pray if there's someone here this morning that never really received Jesus as Savior, Lord, may today, in this month of Thanksgiving, may they give their lives to you. May they repent of their sin and confess their sin before you and accept you, call upon you for salvation this morning. What a wonderful gift, the gift of salvation. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you could stand, please. Page 295, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Page 295. Let's sing a few verses here this morning. When I get there. Let's sing together. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and Watching for you and for me. Come home, come home. You are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus. give you this. How far are you from God this morning? Are you away, away from the roads of righteousness? Are you? Think about it. There's so much to be grateful for this morning. Who are you? You're wandering away from the Lord this morning. Remember, in everything give thanks to God. Turn around. He's waiting. Come home. Would you do nothing but complain about everything? Stop complaining. Trust God. Come home. He loves you. He's waiting. Jesus is waiting. Are you lost? In the ocean of this world? Why don't you come to Jesus? He wants to save you. I think we need to remember how good God is and how much He loves us. Come home. Walk the straight path with Jesus. He loves you that much. Why wandering around and get our minds full of worldly things? Come home to the Lord. This world has nothing to offer us. God has everything to give us. I sing one more verse. Our, is our last verse. Verse number two. 
Why should we tarry when Jesus is pleading, pleading for you and for me? Why should we linger and heed not his mercies, mercies for you? And for me, come home, come home. You are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling. you come home. Jesus is waiting. It's a powerful song. He's waiting. He loves you. He wants you to walk the straight path. Come home. He's waiting. He's pleading to the Father for you. Remember? He makes intercession for us. He loves you. Come home to the Lord. You lost, come home. You are his child, wandering in the oceans of humanity, come home. He's calling you. Can you hear that inner voice in your heart? He's calling you. Where are you today? He's searching, he's waiting at the door. Come home, child. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for this month of November. Help us, Lord, not just to go on to December and forget to be grateful. Help us to express gratitude. Even, Lord, when somebody give us a gift, cheap or expensive, nothing maybe, just a card, help us to be grateful and to say thank you. Thank you. should be a word in the mouth of every Christian. Help us to be grateful for everything we have and to express thankfulness in everything that we have and everything that we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.